for tuning in, everyone. Um, this is my good friend, Marco de la Cruz. We oh. have worked together, and I'm happy to have him on episode number two of Deep Thoughts. Thanks for having me. So, you know, it's interesting. We were just talking about um, living in New York City, and we're both immigrants to this country, actually. Right. Um, me a lot earlier than you. but Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe your whole life, you know, compared. Yeah, more or less. More or less. What, why, why did you come here, anyways? I mean, you were born here. No. No, you were not. I thought, I thought you did. I was born in India. Um, moved here with my parents and my brother. I'm right. almost 20 years in almost. September or August, actually. That's cool. Yeah. How long have you been? Um, since 2010, August, I remember. Nice. Yeah, it was like August 29th or something that I came. What did you think, like, when you first stepped off the plane? What were your first thoughts? Well, I mean, I mean, the thing is that, you know, the, the cool thing is that, you know, when actually when you have to catch flies that are cheaper in general, you, you travel at night, you know, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know that. I was just thought, you know, that it was like, oh, that's cool. It's night. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, it, the, I, I guess I got the feeling starting to get the feeling first when I was looking through the window when I got near the city in the plane and it was like what it was like that's 1 a.m. or something I was like all like you know illuminated like very cool like you know lights and shit mm-hmm. and I you know you know when you get the hype you say oh shit you know it's real you know yeah and because you know at the end of the day you know I, that was my first time traveling too so it's like it was like I guess you know you never, you never believe it until you actually see it. And, but the thing is, like, the, the funny part is that when I remember my uncle um, was picking me up in the airport, and I was like, when we were driving, I was uh, just seeing everything. It's just the same, you know. I mean, technically, you know, a city is a city, you know. It's like, whatever you leave, you know, it's just, there are roads, there are cars, there are trees or whatever, you know. Right. And it was like, I guess it was because it was nighttime, and you know how... You know, the JFK is, you know, and the, the location, I guess. Yeah. Um, everything was like, okay, you know, okay, this is just, just a city. I thought it was going to be something like, what's the, what's, what's the big deal? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, but the thing is, I didn't actually see anything until I actually came to the city, you know, the next day. And, I mean, I, I didn't see, like, you know, the inside, like, you know, the, the people, or the, you know, the stores or. So Manhattan, basically. Yeah, Manhattan, basically. Yeah. yeah. Where did you so stay that, that night? I, I actually, I stayed, there was like this friend of my sister that she rented the, she was renting me a room in her apartment. She, she used to live with, live with her husband. I don't know if they're still there though. It was like, you remember, Six Train, St. Lawrence stuff. It was like almost in, at the end of it. I didn't like understand the magnitude of how far I was. Not until, not even like when I was traveling in train, you know, when I was, was coming in the subway from there to Manhattan. It was when I moved to Manhattan for the first time. Um, I mean, I guess not, no. When I was, I, I moved, I moved a couple of times. But when I, when I started working, that, you know, seeing that commute time that was like very, you know, I don't know. For me, it became like a very like uh, important thing, you know, like. Oh shit! How much time is it's gonna take to come from here to there? Mm-hmm. 
And but they, I remember it used to take me an hour and a half or more, and I was fine with it, you know. I guess because it was, I guess you know, I was too young, or you know, I didn't care because you know it was my first time here, or I was just thinking about something else because I was going to college. You know? Yeah, I remember um, when I was working at Livestream the first year, uh, I commuted from upstate New York from home. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it took me. Man, hour and a half, two hours each way. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I remember, you know, yeah, I, I moved for live stream. Uh, when they made, they moved to Brooklyn just because of the commute, you know. Yeah. They, they, you, you know, the moment you start getting, like, picky, you know, about things, like, well, you know, that's too far. Well, where, I don't want to live there, you know. <laughs> what's, the, what's the crime rate in the neighborhood? No, 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 but, no, no, but, you know, yeah, I mean. Right now, I wouldn't do more than like forty minutes. I remember from since time up, I have been traveling less than forty minutes to work. Yeah, I feel like that's the sweet spot, or less. Yeah, um, yeah I mean the thing is that it feels less at least here when I go because I have to wait for the bus, or you know, I can walk to the stop, and the walking plus the train um, uh, commute is is I don't feel, I don't feel that mix. You know, I feel like two separate things. And which you know it has been very alleviated once start like because I started like listening to podcasts like a year ago or, or two, mm-hmm. and I used I didn't do that a lot. I I used to just listen to music or something. Yeah, but like just the fact by paying attention to something else makes you doesn't like you don't feel the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I I guess how how that I wonder how that feel now. You know, traveling longer. Having a longer commute, you know, if you're listening to podcasts. Yeah, I I like to read um, on my Kindle whenever commute, but I have a 20, 25 minute commute now. That's right. Which is pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Brooklyn, baby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, uh, no, the thing is, yeah, I mean, I I, I think I don't. I don't read that much, actually. Like, I don't, I don't actually like taking things out and read, even if it's my phone or something. I tried a couple of times, like bringing my iPad to read comics or something. But the thing is that there are like so much movement in the, in that you know dynamic, that setting that I actually specifically have, that you know, you know, putting it out and then putting it off, you know, getting in the bus, then looking at it, you know, stopping at every, every street. Then getting out, then getting in the subway, then the subway is just five minutes, and then yeah. it just like it feels like you know it's a waste of time at the end of the day, you know. You know, specifically, I think comics are also hard for me to read on the train. Right. Um, but the reason that I like my Kindle so much is that it's like a one-button operation, and I can put it in my in the back pocket of my jeans. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I don't have a Kindle, so I will know exactly you know how it feels. It's, it's interesting. But it's, it's like a, it's like a, the size of a I don't know like an Nexus Seven or something or smaller. Probably it's a little smaller than that. Yeah, it's like a it's like an iPhone Six Plus, I guess. <laughs> Fablet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You remember um, back when we first met, we used to get into like all these kinds of crazy discussions of iOS versus Android. Yeah, you know, and that's funny. Having. I have been like, th- I, you know, I don't know, since last year, actually, um, I have been thinking about that a lot. I, I think I have mentioned it to a couple of people. 
that. I don't care about that anymore a lot, you know? Yeah. And it's not even because I'm not actually working directly with it. It's just that the amount of things that I used to do are not, I don't do, the, do it anymore in my phone, you know? Like, right now I just go and do, let me see, I, I do my email. I read my email once, you know, once in a while, in the morning and at night. I use Instagram and Twitter and listen to podcasts, you know. And I text obviously here and there, you know, what you know, I you know, I use my fitness pal for you know, Uber sometimes. But it's not like, you know, it's like you have all these like basically shortcuts to do things. Yeah. It's it's um it's a, it's a it's a gateway, you know, to do stuff. But right now it's like for example, I convinced my bo- my boss, I remember like a two months ago. I was telling him like, "Hey, you should like." He used to, he used to have a, a Samsung uh, Active S5, and he knows that you know like I'm I'm really into technology in general. So I told him like, "Yeah, I mean, he, he wanted to try like a, a new Android phone, and he saw the Nexus 5X." And I was telling him, I convinced him to get it, you know, with a friend of mine from work, and he got it, and he loved it, right, mm-hmm. and. Even though I had the iPhone, you know, like obviously, you know, I can advocate for both at the same level. And, but the thing is, like, he had some problem with the Wi-Fi calling because of T-Mobile. It wasn't even the phone, and he was like, that was like a big thing for him. And I convinced him to take an iPhone after that. And he like get a, got a refund from the phone, and you know, I can basically, you know, uh, turn anyone into whatever, <laughs> into whatever I want because I remember I convinced my girlfriend, uh, Bora, you know Bora, that yeah. I. Get an, an Android, and then I got her an iPhone after two years or something or three years. Yeah. She got she got the Moto X before, and then I got her iPhone, and it was like, okay, you know, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Like I don't care, you know. I don't like. It's like, ugh. Yeah, it's I mean, good. ultimately, it's all about how you use it. These right. Days, right. Um, also, what's the difference between a regular uh, Samsung S5 and an Active? The Active is more it. Brings like a basically, I mean, uh, the encasing. Uh, it's not that's not the word. Enclosing. It's like basically the the outside of it is more sturdy. So it's basically it's uh, I mean, they market it like it's indestructible. Okay. Basically, you can drop it out. You know, it's waterproof. It has all these these things it's like for older uses a little bit or for more heavy duty uses. You know, that's. Mm-hmm. But they basically, it's the same insights. Usually, also comes for AT and T. And for something else, or you know, you have to get it unlocked from them. But they don't sell it everywhere. You know, when it comes out, it comes out usually after three, five months after the normal version is out. I believe. You know what? Uh, there's a phone that's been really interesting to me for a while, but I haven't had a chance to try it out yet. The One Plus. Right. The one. Yeah. 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 Me too. Have you tried it? I ha- I have not directly. I mean, but I have friends that have one, uh, like the One Plus One, One Plus Two. And it looks very interesting. The thing is, that I remember that OnePlus 2 had, like, issues, like, they didn't even put, like, NFC or something, mm-hmm. some weird issue, or, like, things like minor stuff that people were, like, like, these decisions is, like, they're making, like, out of nowhere, and people didn't understand and didn't do so good. Also, because it doesn't, Marshmallow came out at the same time, I think, and they didn't, they released it with, with, uh, uh, Lollipop. Lollipop. Yeah. And, and people were, like, really, like, disappointed, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it's a it's a really cool phone. I would like I'd love to try. It's it's pretty cheap enough to actually get it um, and try it. But you know, 
at this point, you know, anyways, it's like get it and not get another phone for like a year or something, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think, uh, I don't know if you're still following the same plan, but I think a while back you mentioned going to like a um, annual or every six months switching phones plan. Is you, are you still doing I, that? I used to do it every three months and I don't do it. Uh, I got, for example, I have the six, the iPhone 6 right now and I got it on June, I think, or May last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't changed, you know, I, I haven't thought about because the six. Uh, um, the 6s came out, and I was like, "Well, it looks cool. I can switch." But I was like, "You know, what's the point, anyways? You know, what the force touch?" Yeah. But sure, like for the things I do, I wouldn't like even use that anymore. You know, a lot, I guess. Isn't that so interesting? I think when we first started um, working, we were so into like we had this kind of hunger to be like at the top of like every single new technology and right. now we're just like we're so tired of it we just want to get our stuff done you know i have thought about that and maybe is it, i don't know maybe it has to be with you know i don't know efficiency or time mm-hmm. or interest but i i think the the hype of phones in general have gone down a lot compared to 2012 you know like four years ago three years ago it, it's like but the thing is, I guess the interest like is shifting to different things. Like for example, VR. You know, like wow, like I don't care. You know, if you know, wow, this thing is like eight hundred dollars new technology. You know, I want to get into that. And I bet you know if they release a new version next year too, we're gonna be oh shit, I want to get it. You know. Yeah. Um, but well, right now we're we're all doing the same thing with VR. Yeah, yeah, we're doing the same thing. I think like yeah, that shift is like. You just have to see, but at least you know maybe, maybe it's like the kind of technology because I thought that was gonna happen sometime with games, for example, like, or I don't know, maybe maybe the the the, the I don't know the frequency in which happens uh, with gaming because with gaming maybe you can see it, you know, every uh, you know the every phase of every, every time a console comes out. Even though you know you can upgrade your PC whenever you want, like you can wait, you can upgrade today, and six months you can upgrade again because something new is gonna come out. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of, kind of like a different kind of technology. So I, I guess like p- people say, you know, oh, you know, uh, PC gaming is dead or something. But it's like it's designed to really specific people, I guess, and that's why you don't feel that you, you don't can make that comparison same to phones that you can you you can use you know an iPhone six. And uh, you know any phone, and you know in a year you can feel how slow it is. But maybe you build a good computer, you can you can do that comparison. You know, from one year to another, you have to wait maybe four. Yeah, absolutely. Or maybe when you when uh, like a new hard game comes out, and you know it needs it's very powerful or something, and you say, "Wow, I need a new video card or something." You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, since consoles that come out every five, six years now, seven years. It's like you don't even think about that. It's just like, oh yeah, well, you know, the new is out, and when I play games, so I guess I'm gonna get it. You know, it's not, it's not even a thought. You know, and even like some people get both, get you know Xbox, PlayStation, or get Wii U, yeah, or, or Nintendo, you know, or something. It's funny. I've been thinking a lot about um, the console generation gaps lately because my roommate has been kind of away from mainstream games for a while. 
So he's been catching up on. I've, I've been, I think I've been talking to you a little bit. That's like he's been catching up on like Uncharted, Uncharted Two, Uncharted right. Three, like all those things, and um, just like little comments he makes here and there on like gameplay and the way consoles work now versus what they used to do. Um, it's very interesting, especially you know. Well, PS4. yeah, compared, yeah. Oh, oh, what when you say what they used to do? What do you mean? Like what you're talking about, like Nintendo sixty four. Or a PS3. Yeah, I mean, even something like GameCube to Wii to Wii U, yeah. or PS2 to PS3 to PS4. Yeah, yeah I, I get. Yeah, I remember. Um, I got I, last year or something. I was watching some videos from this guy, this YouTuber, and he was reviewing Mario Galaxy. And I never finished Mario Galaxy, and I thought, huh, I'm gonna buy it. Um, I'm gonna play on my Wii U. You know, like I, I can. That's the cool thing about the Wii U that you can play Wii games. And I played like an hour when I was like, oh, I don't want to play this. <laughs> but the thing is, like, it's not that I, it's not that I, I don't know if I got bored. I don't, it was like, it felt, it felt slow or it felt like, clunky, oh, that's interesting. You know, clunky in a way or, or gimmicky. I think maybe because I was using the Wii mode. Um, but I, I tried that. It happened with, I remember Wii U had a sale with Metroid Prime Collection. Um, trilogy and I got it and I was wow like remember how amazing the, the, like Prime was and it goes like 10 out of 10 everywhere and I played it too you know I had it and I said well you know, you know I'm going to enjoy it again you know I'm going to oh sorry I have my, my, my sound on and you know I, I, I thought well I mean I'm going to get it because you know these games are really good I never played uh, the third one you know Corruption and dude I, I feel like oh my god I felt like it was so slow because you know also <laughs> that the, the the I think the targeting system was special because you didn't have double thumbstick sticks mm-hmm. yeah. and they had to do like a like a new system you know it's, it was similar to Zelda um, that you you lock on on the stuff and you can shoot or you know you can just move around with it with a Wii mode you know but if it, it, it's very slow because it was like you know obviously. It's an old technology, but you know, I remember when it was out, it was like so smooth and so, I guess, at least in my eyes, you know, yeah. it was like, wow, this is perfect, you know, like I can see how this can be improved, <laughs> you know, and but maybe you know, I thought about it that way because I wasn't that critical. Um, uh, when I was playing, I was just like, you know, at least at, uh, trying to achieve to have fun, you know, and you know, uh, that reminds me. Um, I, I have been playing Unravel lately. Yeah, I've noticed. Yeah, and it's a, it's a, it's a very good game. But the thing, I remember when I was reading reviews before buying it, I, I, I mean, I was reading reviews. I was going to buy it anyways, but I was seeing, you know, if there was any problems. Because I was trying to decide be, between PC or PS4. And I, I ended up getting on PS4 anyways. But people were saying, oh, yeah, it's like a game like Ori the Blind Forest. I don't know if you have played it yet. But, I played a little bit. Yeah, the the controllers, the mechanics and the controllers, how you you know the, the maneuverability of that game is uncomparable to Unravel. And because people were saying, oh yeah, it's the same kind of puzzles, um, but it's not. You know, it's like on 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 Ori, you have to. It's all a lot based on skill. You know, you have to know and learn how to control the character to actually. 
solve the puzzles because the puzzles are simple enough. The puzzles are simple enough that the thing that requires to solve them is your skill. Unravel is some it's completely is the other way around. Um, this, the puzzles are way more complicated, and you don't have to have a you know a lot of skill to do it uh, to do them. And you know that that gives them. They're both, yeah, sure, platformers. They're the same amount of time, you know, around six hours to, you know, to finish the whole thing. But they, they, they you know, I, I guess since I have now a more critical eye on how you, I play games, I feel that it's just two completely, two completely different games um, because of the how the it's like I guess the pace um, on how the levels progress and you know how the story is told, you know, and that affects. A lot, a lot on how you play the levels, you know. The way that you're describing this reminds me a lot of our discussions on Bloodborne versus other RPGs yeah. and Dark Souls too. Like those from software games, I think we both agree on this that they teach you how to be better gamers, whereas other ones are just, you know, they give you a certain set of rules to operate in, and it doesn't necessarily teach you how to be a better gamer. It just tells you how to be better at that game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that is like games. Like, um, um, I guess at the end of the day, you know, when you're a, a game designer, you just um, you design rules, right? And you design limitations. Mm-hmm. And it's up to you. It's not up to you to decide. If under this limit, this list of limitations and these rules, and these how I control this character, it's gonna be fun at the end, you know. Mm-hmm. And I guess you know defining the premise, and I think I think controllability, like the, when you when you control a character and it exactly does what you're thinking, um, is the key part of like making a game fun, you know. I remember um, when. You know, you uh, Nintendo used to have like a reward system um, program or something on the internet, um, on yeah. the, and that you could like re- register your games that you buy, and they give you points. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually, what they they give you, you know, an, uh, a questionnaire or something, uh, asking you, you know, how was this game? How you learn about it? And some questions were and has been since always. I've been using like since the week the week. Um, the, when you control this game, you know, the response of the character was, was it something that, you know, did it respond however you want it, you know? And I, I always found that question to be, you know, that I guess none, I, I didn't understand in the beginning, you know, and I guess a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think they're talking about that, is the character doing exactly what you want when you play? Because that means, like, I mean, like different things. Is it buggy? Is it like, but if it's responsive, it's like if you wanna, you you know, you, have you seen those videos of Mario sixty four of people doing acrobatics? Yeah, um, yeah. And they they can like travel the level in a in a way that is in, like wow. And I think they're talking about that level of like control, you know. And that's something that is like is unmatched on Nintendo games, in my opinion. Absolutely, and I think um, you know that's something that Nintendo has such a feel for. And it's such a leg up on on everyone else, and it's definitely partly due to the way that they're able to marry their software and their hardware. But also, um, it's their confidence in the way that they understand players' gameplay, their characters, um, 
And I think, you know, whenever somebody tells me that Nintendo's dead because, you know, they don't have 1080p or like, yeah, yeah. like. They do have 1080p, actually. Um, well, <laughs> but I know what you mean. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, like when it was the PS3 versus the Wii, they didn't. Yeah. Um, and, or, yeah, 60 FPS or things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, um, what's the code name for the new one that's coming out? Yeah. You know, I think they're going to kill it again. You know, I actually have no idea how they're going to, like, approach this new thing because of, you know, what happened with Iwata. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, the thing is, like, I don't know how much decision, uh, he ha- how much, you know, uh, big impact he has on the decision of, you know, how the, the console is going to be developed, you know. And, I don't know if this new management is going to say, you know, we need to compete with these guys, you know, Microsoft and Sony, and make something that, you know, this is what the gamers want. But, but at the end of the day, they have done everything they wanted, like, since the, from the beginning, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like they say, fuck it. You know, I'm going to do fun games, and, you know, but I need this kind of software. And it's like, um, what makes me think of that is how they designed the Wii. The Wii, I remember it was based... Um, the controllers, I, I, I remember reading that uh, Miyamoto was designed the console thinking about a game before. You know, like, before, like for example, um, how you control uh, Twilight Princess when it came out. Right. That it came out with the Wii. Um, mm-hmm. it, w- it was even like, a, well, like um, how do you call it? They took longer to do because they were doing for the Wii, but I don't think it was the it was because of that thing. It was something else, and and you know they they tend to do that. And, you know, they, the Super Nintendo happened, and you know even like they, when the N sixty four I remember came out, there was no games that required expansion pack until mm-hmm. later, like when Majora and Donkey Kong came out, and it was like and Perfect Dark I remember, and they have this this thing that they think about the games that they want to make before thinking about the hardware and you know and i think that gives priority on how they want the gameplay how always they you know polish that gameplay absolutely uh, you know although you know one significant change that i've noticed lately from nintendo is um the marketing yeah and specifically the massive push that came before the super bowl and ever since um, oh yeah, especially I, surrounding the Pokemon brand, and yeah. it's been masterfully done. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think they started that when they 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 had the year of Luigi or something it was twenty fourteen, and the year last year was something else, or I, I I think it was Luigi's year or last year, and now this year is Pokemon year. Mm-hmm. They're having like these like um, grand, you know, um, marketing you know waves of of their brands. And they're connecting everything and pushing every way like Disney does with their brands. Mm-hmm. And it's so, I think it's incredible how they're doing it. Did they um, come up with the concept for the original Wii marketing on their own? Or did they hire like a, an agency to do it for the, the States? The Wii, the Wii marketing for, oh, for States? I don't yeah. know. Okay. I, I will, but usually, that was well done too. Yeah, usually they, they, they handle it internally, yeah, okay. marketing. It's a little bit like Apple, I think. Right, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that when you know when I was saying you know they do that 
they designed the games with the console. I remember an episode of the Final Bossman that he said Mario Maker was this the Wii U was designed for Mario Maker. This is the that's the only game that can justify the use of a touchpad, how it does, how it's done. Interesting. And do you have Mario Maker? I don't. Yeah, if you yeah, if you get it, I mean it's very, very good. I was playing it. I, I didn't have my Wii U connected, to be honest, but I connected it um, because I had, what, the Nexus and the Xbox and the PS4. I had the Wii U in my bedroom. But I connected it again. I was playing Mario Maker yesterday, and it's like, it's like when you play that game and you use to see, the, you know, again, the control. They, I think they're running emulators to emulate that, the different styles, you know, of, uh, you know, the different Marios, Mario 3, Mario 1. Yep. But the way you control it and, you know, the, the way that it's designed is just like, you just think, yeah, I mean, it just makes sense. When you get into the system, the creation system, uh, the building, it's like, and that when you, you know, actually, you know, click on you and you control so fast what you want to do and the things, they, they keep giving you the, you, the onboarding on how you learn, the more things you do, they, they give you more things every day. Uh, they teach you different things every day. They don't give you everything. At the beginning, it's like it's the perfect game for game design, and you know, for for the Wii U, it's, it's unbelievable. I'll have to check it out next time I'm over. Yeah, yeah, you should. I think you know, I'm always very, very impressed and fascinated by games that manage to work in that kind of game design that allows the player to learn something on their own instead of telling them what to do, like show don't tell, which is yeah. also something that you know, we do as product designers. Yeah, and, and I think that's something that has helped me a lot in my everyday design career that I, I, I like stopping and seeing how these products are made because at the end of the day, a game is a product. And the way you use it and, you know, the, the things they tell you, if you don't take the time to read, you're not going to have a great experience, but things like they, they don't, the thing is that if you don't take the time to read, yeah, sure, you might have a good, still a good experience because... Um, maybe, you know, you know how to move Mario, you know, and jump, you know, but the way it's designed is so meticulously that every person of any age can use it. Mm-hmm. And I remember that's also an ongoing always conversation for, for product design is that, you know, you know, software as a service, uh, is like, is not never, is never designed for, um, for everyone, you know, um, it, you know, it's, it's very different, you know, saying, well, Amazon is designed for everyone, but Amazon, I don't consider Amazon to be, you know, a product, it's a platform. It's like the, yeah. the, the growth, the visual and uh, experience growth of Amazon is almost, is tw- almost 20 years long. And yeah. the way they have shaped that is like, the, 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 way, uh, the reason why they are, um, they are where they are is because they're always trying to improve the small parts of the pro- of the platform, and everything together just make the product, just just make them, you know. But you know, when you have like small products like services in general that you know or startups, no, no, there's no product that is for everyone. Um, it's like it's very, very like. If you say your product is for everyone, you you may be doing something wrong, in my opinion. Yeah. However, when you do a game, when you make a game, a Nintendo game. For example, you are you need to make it for everyone because you know 
and, and that's the way they promote it too in their in their marketing. Then a, a kid, a five year old, can play it, and you know, a twenty year old, and a thirty year old, and a fifty year old, you know, and you know, and that's something that is like, I, I cannot, I, I would love to know how much they, how much work they put on that, and you know, how big are the teams logo, or who's who who's thinking behind that process, you know. Whenever I think about something like that, I always think about what I've heard um, regarding specifically to Apple's original iPhone packaging prototypes and, you know, the way that, um, like, the stories about Steve Jobs just doing, you know, working with the designers to go through hundreds or thousands of prototypes just to make sure it feels right. Yeah. for just the packaging, the way that it opens and closes. And I imagine, you know, it would be something very similar. Yeah, I, I always say that the package from an iPhone is like the hundred, the extra $100 that you're paying, it's the package only. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the like, full experience. Yeah, it's the full experience. And, you know, that, and that's a luxury that you can take when you have the money. Yeah. And maybe at this point they have mastered that, you know, the... the these, these are, imagine how many processes or, you know, how, uh, what formula they use behind making things, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's not even, you know, I'm not saying they make everything perfect because they don't. I mean, obviously, you know. But there are, like, a, a lot of things that, you know, people can take examples from them. And that's one of them. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, we talk about I think Apple, like as an idealized version that goes through all those iterations and making sure it's right. And then I see something like the iPad Pro or, you know, the Apple Watch. I mean, the Apple Watch is pretty great, but like it always is interesting to think about how Apple is doing now and the kinds of strategies that they're adopting. Yeah, I mean, um, what do you mean with how they are doing now, like economically, or? I think in terms of design, because of the way that the leadership has shifted, because now you have Joni Ive doing many things as opposed to focusing on one. And I was just talking to somebody else about this today and how, you know, focus can lead to so many good things because the human mind is not well-suited to multitasking. Right. It takes a very special kind of person to do that, and most people can't do that. And even then, you know, you're diverting resources from your brain to do other things. Yeah, I, I think, um, I think yeah, I think that related to, to this, you know, to what we're just saying now, that maybe, it, I guess, if you're joining out, you know, hardware-wise, they have a formula now. It's like, whether, you know, how many iterations of an iPhone you can do until you get the perfect shape that you're looking for. I mean, even though, you know, there are like certain things that they look, they, they look over, you know, they, they prefer form over function. And, you know, for example, the grip of when you hold the phone, you know, how slippery it is, how yeah. thin it is. And, you know, that, that thinness, um, People pre- will prefer, you know, a bigger battery and, you know, to be a little bit thicker just to have that bigger battery or, you know, you can add, add a certain texture or certain different type of material, you know. I, I'm not a, you know, 
product engineer, but, um, you know, I, I guess, you know, when you see, for example, see the iPad, the iPads, all the iPads follow the same shape at this point. Yep. They're just bigger. Um, and all the laptops, too. Um, I mean, yeah, sure, like, the, the advancement of technology is just letting you do, uh, you know, the, your components to be smaller, to, uh, things to be closer, basically. And that way they can, you know, make uh, the MacBook, the MacBook, you know, being as powerful as, I don't know, like a MacBook Air from like two years ago. But, or an iPad, I guess, you know, like an iPad 2, I think. But the thing is, that I, I guess, you know, when they got to the point of that aluminum, uh, aluminum. <laughs> oh, man, you did Aluminum. It. That was you. I don't know uh, you. Yeah, in Spanish, it's aluminum. So, um, you know, it's, I mean, I know okay. the Europeans are right, anyways. But, you know, when, when you have the aluminum uh, unibody, is when they, they, when they brought up that design, for, you know, like that is just one piece and it's just like all that needs to have this hinge in the front and it has to have these borders with rubber so that it doesn't close that hard. And, you know, the eyesight is in the middle and it's like hidden by the blackness, by the border of, you know, of this, you know, of the around the screen and all the stuff like. These are, you know, formulas that work and look good. They I have applied for everything, you know, for the iPhone, like, you know, having the camera on front, having um, the iPad is full, is basically the iPhone, you know, structure-wise. And the only thing that they could do, like, just to make it look different is just actually by trying to make it better is just adding things that are, fun, you know, that add to the functionality, like to the use of it, like adding this, the fingerprint scan. Or and I think that's why they there are rumors that they are going deeper on, you know, not using regular headphones anymore because they wanna, you know, um, monetize on that having their own exclusive headphones because they know that's have been the weakest thing they have had on, on the iPhone. Mm -hmm. uh, you know how many features you can add to a headphone anyways to make it really good that you don't wanna switch. Like, I guess yeah. it's, it can be like they have to be comfortable, they have to be light, they have to be. You can add, you know, noise cancelling features. You can add, you know, magnets. I don't know. Uh, you can design the cable in a specific way. Um, you can, I don't know, have a really good sound too. Obviously. Well, that uh, I think that's yeah. a good thing that you bring up is that um, when they make a change like that, we don't know what they can do because it's unprecedented territory. And I think that kind of iteration and evolution is a sign of. Um, that's, I think, innovation. It's not necessarily doing something so different for the sake of doing something different, but like doing something well and iterating on it until you reach a point where that's like, oh, we can do that. That's different and it works well instead of, you know, let's just do something different for the sake of doing it. Like that's what the iPhone was. It was an iteration on existing products that were out there. And, you know, they took it and they said, let's do something basic and let's you know see what we can do with it yeah and i think the success and the you know the you know i know for, for, i know fred is going to listen to this i'm going to tell him now that you know a, a phone an ipod an internet communicator you know <laughs> i think that the that event of the, the first announcement of the first iphone is so uh, iconic and you know legendary i i like to use that word for that is that Exactly what you said is just something that I have never, people have never seen before. People would never like 
say, well, you know, what will be the point of it if you we cannot justify it, right? And, you know, the whole point of his job is like, okay, you know, let's just make the whole thing a screen and just use my finger. You know, like, sure, why not? And people, like, for the people, it, this was, it, you know, outrageous in two ways. is because, wow, yes, I have a big screen. And, wow, no, I'm losing my keyboard. You know, I'm losing my ability to write fast. You know, which was what well, the uh, Samsung and, you know, Blackberry and everyone was introducing at, the, at that point of like, just, you need a keyboard and you need a screen. Because yep. texting was, you know, the biggest thing. And, but, it, you know, it was that point of saying, I don't want texting to be the biggest thing. I want to be a phone, an iPhone, an internet communicator. Texting wasn't, it was the old thing at that point. And they say, sure, why not? It's about the risk, you know, I guess. And, and the, but the thing is, like, the problem is that there hasn't been any other legendary event after that that you could have said, wow, this is the next big thing. This is the real thing that needs to come after the, you know, the, the form factor of a slab and a, you know, and a flat screen, you know, the form mm-hmm. factor. And, but, the, you know, I guess, you know, what, there are so many things that you can do that, that I guess that's, we're going, you know, to the same thing that we were talking before in the beginning is that at the end of the day, you're going you're gonna to continue using your phone the same way. Yeah. Unless the phone offers you something different, you know. And I, I don't, I don't know if they're gonna reach that. And I don't think they're gonna do it, you know, removing the, the headphone jack and you know, putting the headphone but to light, lightning bolt, lightning port. Is that how you call it, lightning port? I think it's a lightning port. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. You know, like these words, they, they use these magical words, you know, with <laughs> things. Retina display and it's just like. High- HQ, anyways, but yeah. you know, like it, you know, I don't know if it, that's gonna happen anytime soon, and I don't, I don't think so. You know, at the end, I think it's just a technology that's gonna slowly just become. Oh, sure, yeah, I have one. You know, like all the, all of them do the same. I guess it's the same as getting a new computer. You know, well, I say, oh, you know, I have all these options, and there's like you know the, the options that are more expensive, but all of them do the same thing at the end of the day. I think part of it is also um, once you get so big, there are so many other boundaries and hurdles that you have because now you have shareholders and you have all these other things that you have to be responsible for. And I think, you know, it's I'm channeling uh, my inner Frank Underhill and I've been binge watching House of Cards all day. But like when you have nothing to lose that's when you make the biggest gains and when you have everything to lose just your mindset and the way that you have to move is you have to make small steps yeah well i mean yeah i mean it's, it's yeah yeah I, I know what you mean um they, they will they, the thing is like they will be they have to do a big leap if they want to keep that spirit of you know being different oh i absolutely agree no but you know I don't think exactly that, like what you say, like the stakeholders, the people that, you know, investors, whatever, like, or, 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 you know, that speed or, you know, being, trying to be everything, trying to be a platform, it's not going to let them do something crazy. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not saying they're doomed, but I'm not, uh, what I'm saying is that it's going to take a long time before someone brings something up technology-wise to the table that is like, wow, you know, like right now with it, with it, with it. Um, 
immersion is that how you cover like you know the the rise of you know smart homes smart yeah. smart cars and drones and you know vr i think those four things are like the next you know because tv 4k you know consoles games pc phones all that bullshit is like everyone knows how to do it like fridge you know your fridge your coffee maker you know all that stuff is just stuff at this point it's just like sure you know everyone knows how to do it but the next the next thing is like vr or you know a smart car or like a self-driving car you know things like that it's like wow i guess you know when, when they come to the point of well you know i uh, they will say i know how to control energy now and you know we make this uh fusion reactor that can you know and now we change how batteries work and that means you know a phone can last a year working two years let's say without charging it you know and that's something that you can think oh if i have all this power now what things i can add to the phone or to my fridge or to my computer to make it work in a better way you know and that's when you know one thing is going to affect the other i guess but things like they keep looking in the phone area in what i can i can do to make this phone better they're gonna not gonna find anything other parts of technology and science have to evolve before doing something revolutionizing i believe so, uh, going back to games for a little bit. So I've been playing the new Tomb Raider. Yeah. Um, and it's like in the mountains and tomb raiding and snow and rocks and stuff. Yeah. And like, it's, it's like getting... chart. you're playing with Charlie right now. Yeah, I guess. Um, it's it's just been getting me super excited to do another climb again. Because I just went uh, climbing in Albuquerque on Monday. Right. Yeah. You went. You went uh, last week. Yeah. 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 It's a lot of fun. So I'm gonna tell you something about this. I'm gonna ask you something. Okay. This this travel thing that you did, you know, going there, and just you were you were telling me was unplanned. Yeah. Uh, so do you, that means you know I'm, my my understanding of that is that you planned your Every time you go to somewhere, you make an itinerary of what you're going to do? Yeah. Huh, interesting. You because don't. usually, usually, no, I don't. I just, I just, you know, for example, if I go to the VR, I tell my sister, hey, I want to go to this place and eat. Or, you know, or see this person. But I don't, like, actually have that plan when I'm going to see this person, you know. Or when I'm going to, you know, go to these places. I just, like, do it, you know, depending how I feel. I don't know. I mean, I, I I guess you know the thing is maybe because I'm super lazy. But when I go to <laughs> when I when I go to Boston with with uh, to uh, to Morris' uh, parents' place, yeah, um, I go there, and I don't take it, it. I don't think it's a vacation or I should like visit or whatever. I just go, and I do the same things I will do here. I mean, obviously without you know games or whatever. You know, I just like oh, let me watch TV. I'm gonna stay late be on the internet things like that oh we're gonna go out let's go out sure you know but it's not like i have a plan you know i don't i i think sometimes i think like using your time it's important sure you know obviously but planning like this is just more work it doesn't feel like vacation at the end of the day right spontaneity just comes with vacation i mean you can say okay you know i guess well i'm answering myself here like 
if you do a you know travel to Japan or something, you say, well, I have this list of places that I need to go. Right. And I don't know, you know, uh, how much money I'm gonna need. I need to plan that, and I need to know how many train rides I need to do from this place to another place. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, I think it obviously depends on where you're going and how long you're going for it and who you're going with. Right, like, but you you just went to you know to a city here in the US. Yeah. You know, so it's like for me for me it was like okay you know um, what is the, like I don't know uh, I, I want to you know deep to explain me this non planning thing um, feature <laughs> that he's talking about like because that's always the same thing that I do you know. So it's basically like uh, you making fun of me for being up past seven p.m. right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like uh, it, for me, I'm very, very surprised that you're awake right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, it is definitely way past my bedtime. It is, yeah, yeah. a bit, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, because I'm guessing you're gonna wake up at five a.m. or four. Yeah, I want to wake up at five tomorrow. Actually, can't be this way. That's not. That's not the way. The life. What What are you gonna do tomorrow? Um, taxes. Taxes. Yeah. Huh.